You are now listening to the Dream Loud Podcast. Join us as we explore the significance of following your dreams. We hope you'll enjoy the ride. Welcome once again to another episode of the Dream Loud Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Hall. Excited to do this podcast with you guys and have you guys listen in. Today, I've got some very special guests. I'm out on tour with Lacey Sturm, and I met these great guys from the band Righteous Vendetta. And I am sitting here with Ryan, Justin, and Riley. <laughs> well, forgot forgot name. Name. <laughs> and, and their friend so, Riley. That's right. <laughs> So yeah, why don't you guys introduce yourselves real quick and talk about what you do in the band? Yeah. So I'm Ryan. I'm the singer for Righteous Vendetta. Um, head honcho, I guess you could say, behind <laughs> Justin. Uh, just, uh, more like the assistant to the... M- Co-honcho. 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 And I am Justin Olmsted, and I am the guitarist uh, and co-honcho as well. And the sheriff. <laughs> uh I'm Riley, and I play bass. You rock the bass, man. <laughs> I'm no honcho. He uses a, he uses a pick, so he he's he's a faker. He's a faker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, thanks for joining me today and and doing this. Thanks for having us. Was, yeah, we were cutting it close. We had one day left. One day left, and I was like, we need we need to make this happen. And you know, like I've really gravitated towards you guys. You guys are really great people to hang around, and I love watching your show. So thank you. I'm glad we appreciate that. We, that. We yeah, thought man. the same about you. Oh, mm. thanks, dude. Yeah. For real. He ain't For lying. Real. Yeah, he, he ain't lying. It must have been the mustache. <laughs> <laughs> I had a guy at the um, the St. Louis show that we played, like, afterwards. They were, it was him and his buddy and maybe wife, and they somehow got behind security into, like, that back area. Sure. And they were super drunk, and he just looks at me, and he's like, dude, do you you just got to shave the stash, man. It looks so bad. Oh He's like, you look like a porn star up there. What are you thinking? And I'm like, this is the first interaction I've had with him. I'm like, My name's dude. Ben. How are you? <laughs> I that know, for real. Last night? That was... St. Louis. No, St. Oh, Louis, Louis. Like a couple days ago. Dude, I had a I had a guy last night that was super like rude straight to my face. Really? Like, right, he literally just came up and he go, he looks at me straight in the face and goes, man, you're no Kellen Quinn, but your drummer's awesome. Oh my <laughs> god! <And> I was <laughs> like... <laughs> You, well, you guys must be doing something wrong. I, nobody said anything mean to me ever. That was yeah. last night. Just like straight up, had nothing else to say. That was, was that it. at the merch table? Yeah. I don't. Under, I don't understand why people like they lead off with like a, a like a backhanded like. I'm not 100 percent sure he he meant it to be in a negative. Yeah, he I might see have just not. Saying. You, you know, mm-hmm. like I, I don't know, but it was. I was yeah. just like, oh, all right. Those, those awkward and he just moments. Took off. Like, yeah. There was no like. At the same time, though, I live for those because those are the those are the great stories from tour. Those are the ones about, yeah. If everything went perfect, you literally couldn't talk to any of your family about anything that happened on tour. It's like, how'd it go? It went good, right? And that's what that's <laughs> yeah. what it would be. Yeah. Like, I don't talk about boring. I don't talk about the greatest shows that we've ever played. I talk about the crazy ones where <laughs> like, nothing went right. The worst ones. <laughs> yeah. Yep. We yep. had a couple of those on this tour. Mm. Yeah, you did. But you, had- man, you guys are you you roll with the punches and you don't like. I know it's stressful. I've been there, but yeah. like to keep it together and just play a rock show. There's like, a lot of so punches. Well, the other night in Memphis, we had the sound guy just left. Like he didn't. Oh yeah, he just left. Yeah, and so 
we had all of our stuff on stage. Nothing was mic had microphones on it. Like, and everyone was like, where's the, where, where's the guy? And they were like, <laughs> Oh, he's gone. <laughs> we were all just standing there like, Oh, and, and it's not just like a, it's not just like a tiny, like local band show. Like this is a, yeah, uh, these are big shows. Like, yeah. you know, and, and here a sound guy, literally he has one, we're the only needs the house sound guy yeah. on the whole tour. And, he has one job, right? And he was literally down the down Beale yes. Street at a bar somewhere. Yeah, and we were standing up on stage with no mics on our drum kit. If, so if, if and then and then every, the whole show ran late just because of that, and we were like, "Wow, wow." Yeah, and I mean, three out of the four bands have their own sound guys, so you he only had to be there for that moment. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. He, he had a good he, night. He got he paid. heard about it though. Yeah, yeah he did. He heard about it from a lot of people. And, yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, I've never run, I've never run into that at a show. Neither had we. Neither had we. I've run, into ba- I've run into bad sound guys as well as good sound guys, but never one that just didn't show just up. Left. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he didn't want to miss happy hour down the road. I get it. I get <laughs> yeah. it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, yeah. um, how guys, have, how long have you guys been doing the righteous vendetta thing? Man, me and Justin, this year in on Halloween will be ten years since our first show. Wow, ten years. Ten years. Yep, we were 18 years old. Really? So you guys have been doing this since like the high school days or yeah, like early college? We, we met in right, college. Yeah, right when like, college started. Like a month into college. Oh, cool. Um, it, we kind of started the band and awesome. uh, we played like every weekend, missed class on Friday, missed class on Monday because we played <laughs> Sunday night. So we played Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Wow. And we would just tour like as far as we could without being too far to get back for class on yeah. Mondays. Yeah. Uh, so we did that for two years and then on, in the summer we toured on obviously summer dates and then spring break, we were touring Christmas break touring. Yeah. Uh, like all DIY man playing in people's kitchens. Like we, we played everywhere. Oh my gosh. Like we, we, we did like this straight DIY thing for a long time. Mm. That's long time. awesome. So, I mean, I obviously hadn't heard of you guys before this tour, just met you guys and it, it looks a lot different now than it did back then whenever you first started. Oh, so, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> like a ton different. And like, you've got a lot more people involved. You've got labels, you've got NR reps, you've got producers, you've got man- management, all that stuff. So for, for better, or for worse, for better, or for worse, <laughs> it just changes over time. I'm, I'm curious, like as far as your guys is, um, when it comes to motivation and what you guys are trying to do whenever you started, sure. you, did you guys set out to do a project that would be like, you know, your yeah. career thing or was not, it more of a fun thing? Not really. It, we never like sat down and were like, dude, let's do this forever. You know, no. I, I like, I don't really remember saying that. No. I mean, I had, I had just come out of high school and I had this cool metal band and I was like, loved it. And I, I had a passion for it, but it was never like we could do this like yeah. for real. Uh, and then it just, I don't know. We just started playing shows and we just loved it. Yeah. And then it was one thing after another, like summer tour. We were like, that was fun. Let's quit school next year. You know, like, yeah, it just kind of like mm. did that thing. And huh. next thing we knew we were signing record deals, finding managers. And next thing, you know, six, seven <laughs> years later, <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, uh, it just all kind of like snowballed, but that we never set out to really do anything big yeah. with it. It was just, we liked it. It was fun. It was cool. Like to our friends and yeah. it was just kind of like the, the our, our aspirations just gradually like, like evolved with 
how we got better as a band, you know, like at first we were like what we, what we wanted to be was like, you know, we thought, we thought Azalea dying was on the equivalent of like a Katy Perry back then, you know, like to us, Azalea dying was just the man, those guys, like they have it all figured out and everything is going like, that's the biggest thing that we could ever do in our lives. Yeah. To get to that level. And they were really big at the time. They were big, but then it's like, when you look at the, then you got like the five fingers and shine downs and, you know, it's like, and then you got the producers that are writing and producing for those bands that are even on a whole other level. And so like, just as we got, as we got farther along and just got better at our craft, it was kind of more so, um, there was just more difficult challenges that we wanted to overtake and uh, so then you just kind of develop that mindset. You're like, man, if, like if if I don't if I don't work as hard as I can, somebody else is going to work harder and and get those dreams before we do. You yeah, know, and uh-huh. so that's kind of that's kind of what eventually uh, snowballed into us being like, hey, like we, we made it this far. Let's just try and let's just keep going. Let's yeah. see how far we can take. I it. remember one of our goals back then was like play <clears throat> cornerstone. Yeah, like we just wanted to play Cornerstone. Okay, yeah. And have, we did. A, have a CD in a store. Have it, yeah, that was be like able to go to the store and have <laughs> a CD. And, and we had some other ones, too. It's cool. When you guys um, first formed the band, did you form it uh, out of like, oh, this guy's a really good guitar player slash vocalist? You know, mm-hmm. was it that or was it, hey, we're best friends. Let's do this kind of a thing. We, we didn't even know each other. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, so no, we met. Story. Pretty much when we started the band, mm-hmm. we met. Um, so okay. he was Craigslist from Mon- dad? No, MySpace? not even, uh, <laughs> I don't even, oh, so, um, I had already kind of had the band together, my old metal band, um, the drummer and the bass player of that band uh-huh. came to college with me. Okay. And then our, we, our piano professor at the college, music prodigy was the guitar player. Oh, so okay. he knew Justin from his piano class and we kind of tried out a couple people. Uh, this is before we ever played a show or anything, and and then he kind of got the gig. <laughs> the awesome. gig. The gig. <laughs> the he got gig. the gig. He yeah. got the gig, <laughs> and ended up being the sheer mastermind that is Righteous Vendetta at one point. But uh, so yeah, it was just like some kid, like and he didn't even play metal. No, he, he couldn't like p- play an open chug. Like, he didn't even know what that was. <laughs> like all, all I had was like a Mexican like Fender Stratocaster, and I, I played uh-huh. just Hendrix. That was it. Really? Uh, yeah. And so I, I didn't even listen to metal all that much. And so, but it was like, I, I wasn't, I, I mainly tried to play drums and I was a terrible drummer. And so then when these guys were like, uh, Hey, do you just want to try guitar? I was like, yeah, whatever. I'm not going to make it in drums. So <laughs> what I really so, want to do. And so luckily the, they, it was, it, it was something that I was able to kind of, you know, uh, get going on a little quicker than I thought I was going to get kicked yeah. out. I was, was like, I'm not good enough. It was very intimidating in the very beginning of our band because we had two musicians in our band who were elites. Like, hmm. um, actually, the, one of them was at the Arizona show. He's the drum professor at Arizona State University now. Oh my gosh, that's the original drummer of our band and un- unbelievable drummer. Like, anyone who like knew him is just like, yeah, there's nobody better because he's ridiculous. Yeah, like absolutely insane. And then Tim, the guitar player, is like. He's known on a national level as the fastest sight reader in the country. On piano. Oh my gosh. On piano. Yeah. He, like, musical prodigies. And yeah. Then, and then I show up. No musical skill, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Like, zero. Like, I can't sing. I can't do anything. I can yeah. just scream. And so we had this weird dynamic where, like, they were trying to teach us this lick in 5 4, and it blew my mind. <laughs> like, I was like, wait, 
wait, what? Yeah. What? I would imagine that's like, because I had the upbringing of my mom was a piano teacher. Okay. So from a young age, you're just kind of immersed in that culture. And it kind of, it's kind of like being taught a foreign language Mm -hmm. while you're still a kid. And so it just comes naturally. Because I don't really believe that, yeah, we all have different giftings and stuff, but I don't necessarily think music is something that you get or don't get. But if you expose yourself to it when you're younger, it's going to be easier for you. So Absolutely. I can't imagine as vocalists coming in, not being like trained in music to try to like sing over those weird meters and stuff like that. That's got to be ridiculous. Yeah. Well, that was at the time when I, I was kind of playing guitar. Bef- okay. Kind of filling the space before we had Justin. Mm-hmm. And dude, I, I mean, I'm not a guitar player at all Yeah, like, in the slightest. And it was just, it was like the hardest thing I'd ever done. It, like it, I, I remember being so frustrated and just wanting to quit because <laughs> I was like, I can't do this. Yeah, man. I feel your frustration. Uh, something else that jumped out to me too, whenever you're talking about like, you know, following your aspirations and kind of changing the goals as things go along. And it seems to me that like, I love how you guys just did it and you didn't think too hard about like something so big and unreachable, uh, unreachable. And I think that like, I definitely struggled with that when I was younger and that's why it took me a lot longer to actually get into playing in bands and stuff like that was because I felt like this is just such an unreachable goal. How do I even go about starting? Yeah. That, that's, that's something I think that we're, we were blessed in yeah. because we started out as kids. We had no, we had no responsibilities, no houses, no payments, no, I mean, our school debt was, I mean, you had barely any, I was in state tuition, so I didn't have to pay to go to college. Yeah. So we literally had no baggage, nothing to carry on with us. So we could just focus on that. We could come home. Our parents always had a roof over our heads. And so we're not as lucky as like other bands that might not have that or people that get a bit of a late start that have kids and have a mortgage yeah. and all that stuff. So we were just lucky. And then once we realized like, well, we can't have that other stuff. Let's just do this. We didn't get it. We didn't. I, none of us really still have any of that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and it's 10 years later. Yeah. So that is a huge part of it. Mm-hmm. I, I, honestly, if we would have had that stuff, we wouldn't be playing today. There's no way because we couldn't afford it. Right. You know, that's kind of the, uh, the, the unfortunate state of music right now. But, you know, I like that. I like that you guys just kind of went after something that you enjoyed and, and didn't think like you didn't overthink it. Yeah. And you just, and you just kind of did it because I think, well, in two different perspectives, two different perspectives of looking at it. And so I'm glad that we got to talk about the backstory a little bit is because, you know, maybe somebody coming to our show that's a Lacey fan or a Red fan and I heard of you guys like, whoa, who are these guys are blowing up? They came out of nowhere in their, in their minds. Yeah. You guys just formed six months ago. Mm-hmm. Isn't that funny how that works? It is funny. It, and it happens all the time. You're like, oh, man, sure. I, that band came out of nowhere. It's like, no, we've been around for 15 years. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know? <laughs> but and it like just a, takes you, that long of a build. Yeah, e- even on this tour, like, I mean, I, I felt like it was pretty obvious that this was like a, like a national touring band bill, but still about every night, like the crews and stuff are like, you guys local? You guys a local band? No. <laughs> no, we're not. Yeah. Or like, oh, are you just playing like this show? No. Yeah. Like it, it just blows people's minds. They're like, oh, well, I've never heard of you before. So why are you on this tour? Yeah, uh, that is, that's <laughs> interesting. It's weird. It is interesting, but I, I've definitely found that like I've interviewed a lot of different people on the podcast, not just musicians, but in all fields. And it's interesting <laughs> that everybody that's doing something 
that's building a business of their own just has that story. It takes like a good five to 10 years to build that business. And so I guess I would encourage listeners to not give up right. in the early days because you're just not going to see necessarily a lot of easy wins or success in front of you. Yeah. Like you've got to, you've got to find a way to do it for the love of it. It yes. doesn't have like a, like a monetary yeah. instant gratification thing. The passion has to come first. Yes. Like you might get lucky and maybe the passion doesn't need to come first and mm-hmm. you might get lucky and, and that happens a lot. But if you want to, if you're in it for the long haul and you want to make things happen that, that are like on a big scale, yeah, like you can't even think about the fact that about the money because it, it's not going to come for a long time. It's, yeah. it's really just not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The other thing I've noticed too, that's really big is like, there's such a fine line between so like the the recipe for success to me is is humility confidence and motivation i like that those three together to a lot of people that comes across as as arrogance and they take it as such the if confidence, that makes sense the yeah like thing like between confidence and motivation like mm-hmm. some people mistake it like you know they'll they'll go talking to like i mean uh uh red's a great example of the of the motivation and you know they're they're just they're guys that are to, to a lot of people that know of red, they're like, Oh, well, those guys are, those guys are at the top. Those guys, you know, those guys are the real deal, but none of those guys are, are the satisfied. Like they're, they're just such motivated people that they're yeah. always like, man, like I know we've, we've been, we've had successful records. We've had radio success, but what's the next thing we can, we can get at, yeah. you know? Whereas like, I think a lot of people starting out, they just, they, they see the motivation and confidence and they're like, oh yeah, well those guys, those guys are, you know, are, are like that and always like, like trying to, trying to, you know, one up and be better and do that stuff. Yeah. But then when they take it, it, it comes, it, when somebody tries to apply that to their own life, it just ends up being arrogance because it's more of a shortcut, if that makes sense. So yeah. they're like, they're trying to shortcut into that, into that realm of being highly motivated and confident, but it just, they're, they're trying to shortcut through the whole way of being a successful musician or successful artist in any kind of way. And it just ends up being arrogance and they get run out of the, you know, mm-hmm. run out of the club within two years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I think about how crazy it is. Like, like what all of us are doing right now, Lacey's camp, our camp, like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh yeah. No, keep going. I'm going to, when, uh, when you have, when you look at how many bands are out there, like local, mid-size, large, all that stuff, even a band our size is, it's insane how small a percentage of people actually get to do what we get to do. Yeah. That are trying to do it. Yeah. It's absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. It, it's shocking. And you're definitely right in that sense because uh, just in the few tours that I've done with Lacey, I've run into the same bands. They all hang out with each other. They all know each other. And <clears throat> To me, that is just telling of like, there's not very many people doing it. Yeah, yeah, yep. It's it's hard. It, it, it's, yeah, I don't blame I don't blame people who don't do it and and can't make it through and because it is crazy hard and it, to most people it's not worth it and it probably isn't mm-hmm. to most people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's why you see it, it, it's so crazy. The ten years we've been in this, how many bands have come? We've taken them on tour. They blow up. And then everyone forgets and they're gone. That's so like, insane. We see that. How, how many bands do you think? I don't know. I, most of the bands that we, I would say all but like three of the bands that we like toured with in our early days before we were, got like got into the major label kind of stuff 
are are gone now. Gone, have been gone. Yeah, wow. even four or five years. <clears throat> wow. You know, even bands two years ago we were touring with gone. You know, yeah. and it's like they were doing way better than we were. <laughs> yeah, you know? like got that lucky break of like a viral song or a you know a cover, like hit it off with a manager somewhere, and yeah, then they still just not a band the next yeah. year. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. That is crazy. There's so many factors that can like end it. Yeah, like finances being one, but like just every there's so many things that yeah can ruin it. But it, it just always comes back to that. That's why I'm always like so. I always push that the the humility and motivation because if you don't have those and then you don't have the confidence to where you're like, I can, like I can keep stepping up and I can keep doing this stuff as long as I, as long as I can, as long as I can stay grounded and, and just remember what's been working up until this point, right. You know, and not just expecting the hard work to go away once somebody else takes over, you know, like booking or, or advertising or stuff like that. You yeah. Just, Cause that's when it all, falls out from underneath you. Yeah. I'm curious about another thing too, uh, going along with that. So you talked about the um, confidence and motivation. How do you keep like hitting it and pushing for the next level without becoming bitter and disillusioned? It, I mean, it, that's, it, it is, it is funny that you say that because I would, uh, I, 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 this could come across as positive or negative to some people, but mm-hmm. a lot of it is bitterness a lot of it is like you know i mean i think that comes with the aggressive music too like you know that's (laughs) how it lets it that's one of the outlets to to get it out Mm -hmm. like i had a great upbringing and i have a great family life and i'm and i'm i have a great wife and like so i have a i have a really good life so to write angry music is not like something where i'm like you know the classic like broken home tough like tough upbringing trying to get that frustration out so a lot of it and to take a lot of that motivation does come from just bitterness of just, you know, people just screwing us over over the years. And I mean, we've been yeah. we've been screwed over more like I'd be very surprised if 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 bands, if there's a lot of bands that have been screwed over as many times wow. as we have in the That's last a story you hear a lot, but like yeah. literally every every corner we everything go around has happened to us. Everything you hear, like in the music industry, like the miss and like the bad stories. Yeah, it's happened to us. Wow. All of it. Wow. And yeah. so we have, yeah. we have a chip on our shoulder, man. We're, we're you know, it's like, yeah. we're, it's like almost something to prove at this point. Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we, uh, we want to prove those label people, managers, all those people who said, no, we don't like you. Yeah. This is bad. This is bad. You'll never make it. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That's a huge part of our motivation now. I think that's great. I mean, like, cause to just ignore the fact, I, I don't want to get off on a Christian tangent here, but it's interesting because we're all Christians, you know, on tour here doing this thing. And like, I, I hate the old. So whenever I grew up, like I, I felt a lot that maybe it was wrong to have those feelings, Mm -hmm. but I think it's healthy to acknowledge them, but then use that as motivation for something to build instead of tearing down. Of course. And And I love that you guys are doing that. It never comes to tearing down people individually. Yeah. It's more of a a collective, like you were wrong. Like we've, we believed in ourselves and we wanted to, we wanted to do this and we did it. And it's like, you know, that that's a huge motivation, especially when those same people were the ones talking down to you and, and, and degrading you for certain things, you know? Yeah. So kind of like standing up to a bully. 
Yeah. 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 Th- th- nothing against the them as people. Like, we can still be cool as people, but mm-hmm. if you're wrong, you're wrong. No. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's very true. I think a lot of times anger is a more, like, powerful motivator. And I don't mean that, like, in a negative way to, like, hurt people or anything like that. Like, when you're content and everything's going well, you're going to become complacent. Whereas, like, if there's that dissonance, if there's, like, something that, like, is not going your way, yeah. you're going to try harder. Like, yeah. so anger, I think, is a good motivator. And not that we're, like, angry people, but, like, we do it's have what, something to prove. It's what you, know? you do with that anger. Yeah, yeah everybody's got anger. Yeah. 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 That's, a, that's a great example. Yeah. It's like, absolutely. Yeah, if, if anybody stands in front of me and says that they are bitter about nothing and have, no, like, nothing underneath yeah. their skin, I'm like, I'm like, come on, man. Right. Come on, man. Well, they're probably, well, they're probably lying, but also, too, like, if, if they actually feel that way, that, prob- that person probably won't have too much to show for their life. Right, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, the hardships that you face and the way you respond to that is really what defines you. It's where where people's characters come from. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, you know. Yep. How, it's how, it's how, you, how you get seasoned and how fast. <laughs> and touring yeah. does that to you very, very well <laughs> and very quickly. <laughs> yeah, it does, man. Not to mention, like, you're living in close quarters. Yeah. Yes. With with uh, all these people you're touring with. It's yep. like, I tell people that at home all the time. I'm like, yeah, I'm not married. I don't get what it's like to be in a close relationship with somebody like that. But I have a, pr- a pretty close idea from touring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't really get too much closer than that. No. Mm-mm. Especially when you're in a van. Uh, <laughs> well, it is funny because you think about it. Like, mo- most, most, like, what most marriage what most marriages look like is like, you know, each, each part has their, you know, has their career, their job, their, their way of supporting each other. And so like you, you, you go to your job, you don't Mm -hmm. see each other from, you know, nine to five a day, whatever. And then you go to sleep and stuff. When, when you're in a band, you're with each other all the time. Like you, 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 you have to be, you can't, you can't be away from each other for more than 30, 45 minutes at a time because you're going to, Cause there's stuff going on. Yeah, there's stuff going on. So yeah, yeah, you are around your people way more than your spouse. <laughs> like, yeah. And on top of all that, his spouse is out on tour with us. Uh, yeah, so I'm extra, <laughs> yeah. extra close with us. Extra close. <laughs> so uh, again, I want to call back to like you know not being bitter or using the bitterness in in a positive way. There's there's definitely another element going on with you guys because I mean you guys look like you're having fun despite mm. all that's happened to you. And like how long it's taken to get to this point. Like, can you talk about any secrets that you guys have of just like keeping it fresh and just like being kind and not like closing yourself off yeah. from, other, from other people? Like you guys were very like, uh, to all of us on the tour, I just felt very invited by you guys to talk to you guys and hang out with you guys. And yeah, I don't, I, don't, I mean, we're just generally pretty happy people. Yeah. Uh, despite all the you know, negative things that have happened, but I don't know. I, we, we, we look at the way we tour now is like pretty good. You know, we had, we have a hotel every night if we don't stay at a friend's house, you know, so we usually get a good night's sleep and, you know, we usually get a shower and, um, you know, we all contribute, like Mm -hmm. I would say I contribute the least, but we all at least contribute like most of the stuff to load in and I I don't load out a lot, but, uh, (laughs) Um, there's just kind of a mutual respect, I guess, for everybody. Except yeah. Riley. Um, <laughs> I, just kidding. Uh, I really don't know. I, we're, I feel like we're the happiest band that we've toured with. Like 
Most people are we're the happiest band that's toured with our own band. Well, no, like that we've seen, like I feel like that we've been like all around with, you know. Yeah, I, I like for for I know for me, it, like the the relationships that you make on the road with people that are going through the same thing that you are is what makes it bearable. Like, you know, it's what I mean in, in the music industry, and, and it's it's no secret, and it, you know nobody tries to hide it that the music industry is a very dark and slimy place yeah. like when it gets to the higher ups when it gets to like i mean nobody's honest anymore like e- even if you do have honest people on your team they're answering to somebody that's not honest mm. and so like there's it's it's just a everybody that's out on the road that's grinding and chipping away like all, all of us on the tour like you know even like you know even even like reds out there away from their families like and yeah. and there's people making a lot of money off of red being away from their families and same with you guys. And you know, there's uh, uh, so like all of us have that, have that mutual ground of where we're like, man, like we're out here chipping away for other people to make a lot of money. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. other people to make a lot more money than we do. That's great. Yeah. That's great. And so it's like the only, like, that's the only thing that makes it something where, uh, you know, like that, that makes the, the touring aspect of it, um, other than like the, you know, seeing people smile in the crowd and stuff, obviously that's the most important thing, but the relationships that you have with the people are going through the same stuff you are, yeah. you know, um, some of our best friends we've ever made are from touring. And I mean, just some of the relationships, all of us have made collectively yeah. meeting some people that we really wanted to meet with and, you know, like doing a lot of sharing a lot of really cool experiences. Like when you're touring, you don't get if you, if you don't make really good friends with the bands, you don't really have real relationships because you're seeing one person in one city one day, you're seeing another person in another city yeah. another day. Yeah. So the only way you can get real relationships and true friendships is by, yeah. you know. It's kind of like your family. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so that we always make it a point, like, you know, some bands it doesn't work out with, some bands think we're weird and that's fine. Some <laughs> bands like to keep to themselves and that's fine, but we always... Any band that's like wanting to like hang out and be cool and chill, like that's that's what we live off of, man. That's what yeah. we thrive on. It's it, it's a blast. Yeah, and I'm sure it's opened a ton of opportunities for you guys as it well. Has. Yep, because a lot of people get successful a lot faster than we do, and so like, <laughs> like friends we make with bands, like there'll be one guy that just happens to become like a really big songwriter or producer somewhere, and we're like, hey, man. Uh, we still friends? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we cool? For real. That's a perfect example. That is the drummer, nothing more. Yeah. That. Yeah. We took the, his band out on their like first tour. Really? Yeah. Or like one of their first tours. That collective band. Like, yeah. He's not in the band anymore, but the, his band at the time. Uh-huh. And then he joined nothing more. Oh my gosh. And so now it's like, we hit him up. We're like, hey man, guest list, you know, and yeah. so it's like, <laughs> stuff like that, you know, that. You, you never know who's going to be big, you know? And it's like, no. you're going to be with these people for months at a time. No. Why don't you know, be friends? Yeah. It's a lot easier and funner. <laughs> yeah, because it's not even for, like, for, for connection's sake. It's more so just, like, like you know, everybody everybody wants to help everybody else out when you're actually, like, a genuine person in this thing, you yeah. know? And so, like... I've if, noticed that. So, like, somebody can slingshot up to this spot, and, you know, somebody could get a good, a cool filling gig, and then, say, this guy here leaves his band and then this person up here gets him a another fill-in gig or like gets him in touch with another band you just you want to be you want to be that guy that everybody's like yeah they're they're cool they're yeah cool. they'll vouch yeah. for you you know absolutely yeah so sounds like red sound checking finally finally <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I'm, i mean a great example of that too is like 
I made friends with you guys, and I was like, hey, I want to go hang out with Billy Decker. Want to come along? Yeah, yeah, yeah seriously. That wouldn't happen because if, of that. If you went for you. Yep. And that's you, yeah, true. that's what I was talking about. Like, you know, you you just share such cool experiences. Like, I know we'll never forget that. You'll never forget Dude, that. No way. And so, like, that's something that we're always going to remember, like, as friends that yeah. we went and did something that we'll never forget together, you know? And that's, th- yeah. that's awesome. Like, that's so cool. And I do want to, like, contrast that with on this same tour, not with any of the bands or somebody in the music industry, but I had an interaction with somebody that was, like, it felt... At first, it felt like he was being genuine, wanting friendship, but then it turned into, like, this feels contrived. This feels like yeah. a manufactured relationship. Yep. And I was like, uh, I'm going to ghost on this guy, I yeah. think. But, <laughs> but when I met with Billy, I was so blown away because if you guys don't know who Billy Decker is, he's, like, the number one mixing, uh, mixing engineer for country music in the States and therefore the world. Yep, yep. And, you know wound up getting to hang out with him and that dude was so down to earth and humble like you talked about Mm -hmm. but confident at the same time Mm -hmm. blew my mind just how willing he was to like sit with us and like treat us i wanted to treat him but he was treating us really yeah he really yeah Yeah, he wouldn't let us treat him (laughs) it's it's no secret why he's getting you know 1700 1800 mixes a year yeah because people are just i mean you you you, you want to work with a guy like that? You, yeah, you know, and I, and I think I've I've known that I've known that that's the right way to do things, and you read about it in books. But it is definitely a huge motivator to like meet somebody that's actually doing it. Yeah, that that is um the real deal. Yeah, essentially. So like at the top of the game and still like not turning down anybody and yeah yeah and it's just crazy being genuine and kind and like I didn't feel anything slimy like. Like he was no. trying to get our business or anything like Not, that. He no. doesn't need our business. <laughs> no, he doesn't. But like, you know, just trying to make that point for the listeners that, yep. you yeah. know, just he, he was be honest crazy. and genuine. You have no idea like yeah. what doors will open for you. Yeah, it's true. He's a perfect example of that. Yep. Yep. Crazy, man. So Riley, I want to hear how you got, got in with the Righteous Vendetta uh, yeah. guys. Um, so... It's funny. So I was actually in a, like a hardcore band back home with Kyle played drums, and um, oh, okay. yeah, we, our band would open shows for this band. Oh, I'm really? A bit, I'm a little bit younger, so like we'd like they're from Wyoming, I'm from Montana, so it's like two hours difference, right? It was just a small enough scene because there's not very many bands, if any, that really do anything from there. Yes. So I mean, there's a few, but like uh, it's a very small circle. So our band would play together. Like we like looked up to them, like. Like, when I was younger, I was, like, a fan of Richard's Vendetta. Like, oh, cool. I was, like, they were, like, the band from our era that was, like, touring and, like, doing it, like, the cool, like, you know, metal band or whatever. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. And, uh, yeah, so I did that. Uh, we I was in that band for, like, three or four years. And then through high school, graduated, quit that band. You know, I was, like, okay, time to go to, like, college or whatever, do that thing. Well, right around that time, Ryan called me. I don't know why we were talking, but you called me, and he was, like, hey, uh, do you, how fast can you learn a set? Because I know you're not in a band anymore. We're going on tour with Trapped in three days, and we want you to play bass. And I'd never toured ever. So, yeah, okay. Yeah, my first tour was we were opening for Trapped. And oh, cool. For, we, and was Goggins. Like, yeah, no, Goggins had toured before that. Oh, but, that's right. Not yeah. on drums, though. Right, right. What was, who was Goggins playing with? Uh, he was in a different band. Different okay. But we'd okay. also play shows together, so we were all from like, like local scene. Okay. Goggins started playing bass before he went to the drums for us. Did he really? He did. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right on. But, uh, so yeah, that's kind of how it happened. I just 
he asked me to come out. I said, well, I got, I'm a, I can go to college or I can play in a rock band. So I'm just guessing, just like we were talking about, like because you were opening and playing shows for these guys, kind of just we just yeah we just made each other, you know, yeah, yep, became friends, yep. We'd played like at least ten shows together. Yeah, point, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, we knew these kids. Yeah, I was. <laughs> they were again, kids at the time. And I was 18 when I joined the band too, like same age when they started. Jeez. I was 18, yeah. three months out of high school, so never went to college. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm putting well, all my eggs in this basket. You know, any more, any more, man. Like, I mean, we're the three of us are about the same age. Yep. And back back at that time, like. I feel, I feel like it still kind of made sense to go to college for a lot of things, but now like the inflation for like how, yeah, man, what, tu- like, what tuition is yeah. and what the market is like. Mm-hmm. I even told my youngest sister, cause I have a sister that's 19 mm-hmm. and I told her I would not go to college unless it was for a specific job field that like prepares you, you knew to exactly instantly what like, doing, yeah. cause so many jobs, like especially if it's business or marketing, you learn stuff in college, but you need to like have like an internship at whatever place is going to hire you. Yep. Yeah. I agree. You just need to do it. Yeah. Just like, need to do it. Yeah. You would probably be better served to start working for Verizon, like a sales position than Absolutely. to like do the whole college thing. I, I, well, yeah, because they make you, you, you get it. You're getting a college degree for like biology and they're like, Hey, take some English classes. Right. I you know, know. How does like, that make any sense at all? money on this. <laughs> I would like, say in the first tour, Again, I was like three months out of high school. I was 18. I probably learned more in that two month stint than I would learn from college. And I like, I'm not trying to, like, this is all I've ever wanted to do. Like, it's yeah. all I've ever cared about, really, you know? Yeah. So, what, I'm going to go to college and get like a generals or, yeah. you know? The thing is, is like, we're all so young still that, yes. like, uh-huh. all of this, like, I'm even if Righteous so. Indebted dissolves in the next few years or whatever, hopefully it doesn't, it's just the beginning of our music careers. Right. You know, the connections we made, it's like, if we wanted to join other bands, want to start mixing, producing, we can do all that because of all the experience we've had just in the band and the people we've met. Yeah. You know, so it's, it all it kind of builds up to like, uh, the music industry is a small place. And yeah. once you know everybody, you know everybody. Right. And that's everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you're in it long enough, I mean, we've literally had to knock down walls to get in with people that we want to get in with. Literally just kick it until it's down you know yeah and but once you get it down it's down you know yeah so the, the connections are, are priceless you know i wonder if they can i wonder if that's coming oh, that's, through well it's definitely coming through this microphone that i have right <laughs> now so before it gets too crazy out there maybe we should wrap it up here pretty soon but sure. um dude it's it's been a ton of fun hanging out with you guys on this tour and doing this podcast. Amen. One more day. One more day, Not even man. one more day, like six more hours. Yeah. <laughs> six more hours. Right before we leave, too, uh, we know that you have the song out, War is Killing Us All, new music video for that. Where can guys find you? What are you, what are you up to next? That, yeah. That whole deal. So, um... I think we're going to be done touring for the year, unfortunately. Okay. Because uh, we we're going to go try to do another new record. Uh, so, but I mean, you can keep up to date with that on our Facebook or Instagram, Twitter. We're always posting on there. Um, you know, so if you want more information, you can go there or righteousvendetta.com. But, uh, okay. unfortunately, I don't know if they'll be able to come see us live for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. They can at least listen to the records. There's plenty of videos on YouTube. They can go watch. Awesome. Well, so, thanks, thanks again, guys. Yeah. Thank you. Ben. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Peace out. We'll catch you next week. Later. Bye.